What's going on, folks? My name's Charlie. I'm here with my buddy, Ben. We're back with a brand new name, brand new face. Um, if you found us, congratulations. Don't know how you did it. Um, yeah, America's on fire. Um, and we haven't quite addressed a lot of the issues at hand yet, and we promise we will do that in the next episode. Uh, this is another lighthearted episode. We talk about the new show Space Force with Steve Carell, John Malkovich, and a great cast. Uh, we talk about the Epstein documentary and how much we hate everyone involved with it. And we talk about social media changing the world. Interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're going to have a serious statement and conversation on the next episode about what's taking place in the world today. So be looking for that. Um, other than that, enjoy the episode. Okay, wait, wh- when did you even first hear about Space Horse? Because it was pitched like a year ago. And I knew the creator of The Office was making it with Steve Carell. What's the guy's name? Which Goldberg or uh, something? Greg Daniels, I think. What, what, what am I thinking of? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I've, I I knew about it for a while, and I I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I honestly didn't either. I was. <laughs> I read that uh, apparently, like an exec at um, Netflix came up with the idea. They're like, "This should be a show." They're like just off yeah, the basis of one of Trump's tweets. Yeah, let's let's get an A-list cast of celebrities and poke fun at the Trump administration. Shoot the me cast in the face. is ridiculous. I should. Dude, I mean, so I don't good. know if we should. We shouldn't go too in depth, but like, obviously, really expensive show. I mean, if they're yeah, they have people in tiny roles that are like borderline movie stars. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I'm actually gonna look at the cast real quick because it's quite interesting. Yeah, but I mean, I still. Overall, I hated you it. Go. I got. Yeah, I. I, I, I like literally it. hated it so much. I don't think a single joke landed. Like the entire, except except for everything Ben Schwartz says is the media guy. Yeah, I. I mean, I thought Ben Schwartz was good. I actually. I mean, I thought Malkovich is great. I thought John Malkovich was great, honestly, for what it was. I like the character well, and everything, but yeah, he's a, he's a great character, and like the dynamic of like anti science for science bureaucratic is pretty interesting. It's just whoever's writing the jokes like sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they were. Tr- I didn't know if it was like supposed to be a political satire because they had people obviously that were supposed to represent other people. Like that that scene where it was supposed to be AOC, obviously, but there was nothing. They didn't. Yeah, there was they- no insights to it. It was just like, hey, this is kind of what's going on. I literally wrote down that they could have done AOC so much better and so much funnier. Well, well yeah, they so they did that, and then they did. I mean, then they have the chimp up. I mean, so it's just like there's the tone is so inconsistent. Like it's just completely absurd. It's it's like it's sort of like what community does, except the characters aren't strong enough to carry that burden, like because community is lighthearted. And I was confused. I didn't know like if that's what they were going for in this, because you got to go like I don't know if you've seen Veep before. No, I haven't, but I've I've heard but of that's, it. That's yeah, pretty good. Veep's great. Veep is like um, they basically do it where they talk, they say what they really mean behind the scenes, but they still do the political bullshit speaking like you just see how that's translated to what they really mean like in their interactions with each other yeah. and shit behind, behind this i think that's and a this good was point. like oh hey this is like we're making fun of trump a little bit but we're not going all in on it 
Like I feel like yeah. they need to make the characters need to come to their own. They need to have some absurd reality or setting instead of just sort of doing some satire and what's going on right now, but then also going back into like all of a sudden there's a random father daughter moment. And I'm just kind of like, I, you guys didn't really earn this. You can't just put that in there. I'm like, I don't care at all. <laughs> yeah. Carell's character arc. Like he like came to like, like uh deep profound realizations about himself within like the first like three episodes. It's like, damn, like give it some time like, let him be an idiot. Like the reason office is so good is because his character is so damn stupid. And this one, he's actually competent. So it's like, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch Steve yeah, Carell be a competent guy on camera. That sounds horrible to me. Also, he's actually writing this and he didn't do any of the writing in the office. And apparently he sucked it, it, it is tough though, to be fair. I mean, it's probably his first TV show. He's like, I've been around comedy all my life. I can it's do tough. this. There's a reason he's on this big screen and we're not like, I'm not saying I could do like, I'm saying it deserves, I deserve to be in that position. I'm just saying it wasn't funny in my, in my very humble opinion. No, I, I do agree. It's not funny, but for, and I couldn't tell if this was supposed to be like a workplace comedy type thing almost, or if it was supposed to be more of a, cause at first that's what it felt like a little bit. Like yeah. stuff wasn't really happening and they have all these recurring characters that felt like parks and rec a little bit, but a lot, a lot worse. Well, that's, those are t two things that are completely broken. It's like one of the first thing they say is like the, they, how this administration is chaotic, but then they end up not doing political satire most of the time. And also, like you just said, like, is it a workplace comedy or is it not? You can't tell. They, they, they walk on both sides of those lines rather than the committing to one. And I think those are two of its biggest problems, in my opinion. Also, a lot of things that make The Office so good aren't even in Space Force, even close to it. Like just the nuanced conversation of, people in a workplace like the awkwardness steve carell being like just an absolute like i said earlier just like belligerently stupid the whole time like, all of those things do not transfer over to space force at all and if it would have it would have been better in my opinion but you can't you can't have office 2.0 in the space force so i understand that exactly but, but in the office work because everyone at the time the majority of the country works in an office so it's just an, it's like a slightly exaggerated version and it gets a, a little absurd sometimes but it's recognizable like you could see they ha and they have like staples like you know stanley or something people who are supposed normal people to show you how absurd this is like to anchor down a little bit but space force like the stakes are so high it's literally like a matter of the entire world so that's not going to be relatable to most people and two like i can't really track some of the characters either like i'm not really sure what their purpose is like they try to get their laughs through the actual jokes a lot of times which isn't like I, it, it would be hard to write for honestly i don't really know how you'd but I, I will say like casting is definitely the most important thing and like a sitcom for sure that's what parks and rec like I, I don't think you've seen it but like the first season not that good. i actually just finished season two and i absolutely love it yeah parks but it gets it gets so much better because they kind of figure mm. out the characters they're like oh oh this Aubrey plaza can be you know super cynical and they and they write well again, with those just, but you, these like you just froze out say start over um which part <laughs> yada 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 Aubrey plaza whatever you said before Aubrey plaza didn't come through oh uh, I was just saying how like each of the characters sort of had a staple of their personality. So, and it seems like that's dumbing it down, but it's hilarious. Like that's why those characters are so iconic. Like so many well, all parts of our characters are, are so memorable because they actually speak and like the voice there. And yeah, Steve Carell's character in this one is like all over the place. I, it's so weak. It's, it's kind so of weird. Weak. The only thing I feel consistent... like he shouldn't have been the leading guy, honestly. I, yeah. That might be pushing it, but. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that, that's, that wasn't, that's not really, it wasn't going to be an option. Though. It wasn't going to happen. A lot of people think he's annoying too when he's not in like in the office. Cause that's uh, his voice is kind of, 
I mean, it's pretty yeah, noticeable. I'm one, I'm one of those yeah. people. He makes jokes like, uh, like a like an eighth grader, te- like an eighth grade teacher's pet. Like that's the, his level of comedy <laughs> in Space Force. I feel like, and like that's you can't fair, be funny honestly. like that unless you're an oblivious idiot like you are in the office, and he's not in the, in the show. And he's like, trying I'm, to do I, it all. He's trying to mm-hmm. carry like the emotional weight of, which is crazy because in the office he did do that. Like that scene when. You remember Pam's art show and then he ends up coming yeah. at the very end and has to buy that. Like that that's touching somehow. And there was it's nothing touching even because close he did, to it's touching because there was a because you like the, the the viewer earned it after so many episodes of not having that. And then like in this show, episode two, he's like already in tears. And then episode episode four, he's he's in the moon camp, you know, reconciling with his with his people over like his the past like his life. And it's like what like no, he didn't earn it. And neither did the viewer. And he's already, his character arc is already pretty much close at that point. Yeah, it's just too much. The setting is too much. Like, I, it could be it's a cartoon. Too much. It honestly could be. It's like a, it should be. It'd be funny if it was a cartoon. But they're trying to make it like a Rick and Morty, except take away most of the humor and the meta stuff and the freedom <laughs> they have of moving around space wherever they want. They can make any storyline. And it's just stuck in like one little area that, like, in it. It's not going to work that well. But what I was saying about casting is that they do have, like, they have great actors in that. And like, oh, I yeah. mean, season two, it could, it could definitely get better. There's, I mean, they're definitely going to under, they're going to take in the feedback. I have a lot of people didn't like this, but it was also number one on Netflix. So for sure, another season. Well, they of can course, do whatever I mean, they want with it. It, it, it was there's no matter how bad it was, it was it was going to top Netflix for at least a week or two just because of the name recognition in it. Um, but yeah, the, the cast is already incredible. I don't know if they can make it even any improvements. Um, and the funniest character is Ben Schwartz. Um, Have you seen the, him in Parks and Rec yet? Uh, yeah, it's like, I think that's my least favorite Ben Schwartz character, to be honest. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah, he's um, for sure annoying in it, but I mean, I kind of, by the end no, of it, I was funny. sort of going along I mean, with he's it. He's funny. Uh, I just got to the part where Rob Lowe and uh, what's his name? And the auditors, the budget auditors, couldn't tell you, but no, you know who it is. Rob Lowe is pretty funny in it too. Hold up. I don't, I wonder if Netflix thinks it was a success like that, right? Like, isn't that how they'd look at things? I mean, I guess it's a success, but if it has, it's like 40% Rotten Tomatoes, 6.5 IMDb. Like no one, if you're Steve Carell and you created the show, you can't be happy with that, right? No, that would hurt. That's definitely like a down... Like that—that's a step down from what he's done in his career, oh, especially when he's sort of given the reins. That's the worst part. Like Bradley Cooper gets to direct a movie, *Star Is Born*, maybe a little cheesy, but works out really well. Like I know Steve Carell probably like I've acted in this much stuff, you know. I let's see, I kind of want to actually help create something that just I want to be let's, in. Just don't let Steve Carell write the jokes. That's all <laughs> you I ask. don't. You don't know that's why. Come on, you don't. You're, I mean, that's part of the reason why he wasn't writing the jokes in the office. He wasn't the show creator. This time he is. That, I mean, that is true. And that's, they once again stole most of it from Ricky Gervais, to be fair. Like yeah, the, the baseline for it. And they, the writers are great for the office, though, for sure. But that's also because one of my favorite Ricky Gervais from, jokes is when he's at the, when he's at the whatever award show and he just, he's like, you guys all think fucking uh, Steve Carell is so funny, but that was me. <laughs> that's like my favorite and thing. It's, and it's Ricky true. Gervais yeah, says, the bumbling it. office manager. And he, <laughs> Yeah, Steve Carell responded to that pretty well too. But I mean, that like that is true. But the writers there have worked in offices. They have something to pull from. They they understand mm-hmm. like they can make it more nuanced. This is like there's no this is unknown territory. How do you really write for the top government officials in a way that's 
not like superficial and like how do you make people care about those characters too like it's a tough i wouldn't really be sure how to do it i wouldn't want to write the show in the first place i don't think i mean yeah but if you were given the option like hey hey do you want to write space force you'd obviously say yes to that if i was me i'd be like oh yeah that's a great idea <laughs> we should make this i'd read that exact script and i'd be like oh that's hilarious but if Here's- i was steve carell i might be like oh, okay we're in some trouble like do we even put out this first season <laughs> here's what needs to happen make it in make it a cartoon give it make it a r rating is, is, is it r right now i don't even know if it has a an actual i don't think it is yeah, and you can make make it a cartoon, make it R, and don't let Steve Carell write the jokes, and then you're good. Dude, I I don't want to. I mean, I don't know if he's writing I'm just, a I'm joke. Talking I, like I, I, I understand I'm talking to my ass, but that's that's my advice. <laughs> but you're blaming it on him. It's mm, he's a show creator. Yeah. Well, to, to be fair, if I did see he wrote a different show, unless there were like great reviews, I probably wouldn't watch it because <laughs> I yeah. mean. I, I I watched this one for the people. That's the only reason. Yeah, I'm glad I I'm glad. Well, basically, you forced me to watch it because I mean, yeah, there's no. I would have watched one episode and stopped. I almost did anyway. I really no, it the, took me a minute. The first episode, I was like, "Dear Lord, I don't want to have to do this." And then I got through episode five, and I thought, "I was like, okay, I'm almost done." And uh, I realized I was only halfway done. <laughs> I actually think I might have. I think I only I only watched like six episodes. But dude, isn't it crazy? So you did, you didn't get to the end of it. I watched the end of it. No, Don't. you can root, you can root it for me if you want. No, I, I just will. I'll just say that like the finale makes even less sense than the build up. Like it's they took more chances in that episode than any other, and it like failed even worse. Like I I didn't laugh once for, for stuff yeah. for the last episode. Not even like, like a, that. And that's a serious problem because like okay, fine, the jokes aren't that great. They make middle schoolers laugh and not anyone else. That sucks, but you still, if you have a really good, compelling story, you can salvage that as a decent show, and it just doesn't have a good story at all. Yeah, that's just, I don't know. I think they'll, I think they will make another season, and I think they'll tr- actually try to change things, and that it could be worse, honestly. I don't know, but I mean, I think it will be a little different than what we saw. Hopefully, they learn from it. I mean, give the, I don't know if it's. I don't know if you can get the office st- writers back together and write this. I don't think that's plausible. No way. They, they, they did that. too well. Now they all have their own shows. <laughs> they, they're not going to come be save smart this for Steve Carell. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to have my show with a forty percent Rotten Tomatoes and pull it out of the gutter? No thanks. Like, fuck you. You got all the credit before when we were writing your lines. You weren't the one who came up with that. <laughs> exactly. That was you just said it like a like an idiot. That's all you had to do is just pretend exactly. you were out of touch. <laughs> The, that's like the more I watch sitcoms, the more I realize that like, wow, the writers are really the people who make these things happen. I know. I'm still like fascinated by sitcoms. So that's why I love ones that are actually good. Cause I think it's hard. Like it's not easy to create a repetitive. You almost have a, have to have a cycle and a normal that they start in almost every time. And that's hard to do where people want to keep watching it unless it's like it either has to be hilarious or like friends level where, Oh, you sort of care about all the characters and it's like surface level. Pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been I've been binging Parks and Rec recently, but I, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Adam Scott and Rob Lowe earlier. That when they get when they get oh, in the show, like Adam Scott, two. I God, I forgot he was in that. Honestly, yeah, pretty funny. They had a squad in that too. Chris Pratt, fat Chris Pratt, <laughs> dude. And it's funny because like Chris, I I personally think Chris Pratt's actually a funny, like really funny, but he's like the least funny character in that show, which is impressive. No. Yeah, that is, a, and that's another example of how, except for Anne, who's supposed to be funny, really. 
Yeah, but in that show, the stakes are so low. I mean, it's literally <laughs> about, it's such a small scale and it works like that, which at first I didn't think it was gonna, like that kind of pushed me off. I'm like, I don't care about her trying to get a permit for this or change this. Yeah. And then, well, the best part is like, oh, the it's whole, funny enough, I'll keep watching. The best, the, what makes it good is the main, Leslie Nope thinks she's Nancy Pelosi and the whole town absolutely hates the government. Like that's like pretty much the what makes it so good. I think if those two factors that's a good there, angle, it it's a nice change of pace for the like because that is an extension of the office in a way. And it, like they did that really well, where they didn't make it the same thing. What do you prefer, the office or Parks and Rec or Space Force? <laughs> oh God, Space Force um, by ninety. I don't know. I don't want. I liked the office so much at one point, but now I'm a little. I've kind of soured to it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think Parks and Rec might be funnier. I but the office like season two through four I think is great like that's I loved all of that but anything outside of that I think is like not that good honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think the funniest character in Parks and Rec is the Indian guy, Tom Haverford. Yeah. <laughs> Aziz Ansari playing Tom Haverford. I didn't hear you. Aziz Ansari playing Tom Haverford oh, yeah, is Tom- the funniest character in Parks and Rec. <laughs> no, he's hilarious. He. <laughs> It's absolutely awesome. It's kind of like, I mean, Ben Schwartz is attempting to play that character in Space Force a little bit, like to bring that sort of weird type of, but it's not, I don't know. It's just, it's not fluid at all. <laughs> For something something nice about Space Force, I do think Ben Schwartz is funnier in Space Force than he is in Parks and Rec. So I'll give him that. Which you could say though, I mean, it's like a bunch of really good actors that don't have much to work with in Space Force. So it's yeah. kind of, Parks and Rec, they're all like everyone in that show is now really famous. It's weird how that works. Where, why did um, John Malkovich say yes to Parks to um, Space Force? Oh, how much money you think he made off of that? That's okay. I, 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 huge. And also, he was probably like, I can play this character because he can. Like, he's actually yeah, as no, that, good as that character. That's why he's, I think he's the best character in the show and he plays it really, really well. John Malkovich is just a beast and it's a perfect character for him. Um, and he's probably like, I don't want to pass on this in case it does become something. I mean, maybe this script's not that good at first, but these, I know I'm in good hands. This guy, like Greg, Greg Dan, I want to look what else he made, has made besides The Office because I think he's done a few other things, but he's. Uh, he he worked for SNL, Simpsons, Parks and Rec. I feel like everyone in that everyone in that level has worked for SNL at some point. I know. Oh, he was friends with Conan in, at Harvard. That's weird. Oh, so is he? Yeah, he's Parks and Rec too. Damn, he's the off. He's part of the Office and Parks and Rec. That's God level. Yeah, that worked out well for them, right huh? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, as a 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's it sucks. That's in his Wikipedia page gonna lose some respect for that but yeah i'm down to not i probably will watch like the first episode of the next one if it comes out but otherwise i don't think it'll it's not gonna take too much real estate in my mind you know i'm yeah i I guess i will too if i actually end up finishing it which i don't know if i will i don't think like if i didn't finish it i'd still just watch i don't really even give a shit about the the narrative there's no narrative that's enough like clearly you stopped you didn't even you're not even like well i wonder what happens i don't (laughs) know what's like Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, they're just, it seems like you're not in good hands by like maybe the fifth episode. You're like, I don't really know. One, it's not that funny. Two, the story isn't even like, <laughs> That's like what I'm, I'm not saying. even into the story really. <laughs> I don't know what their process was or how they went about it, but they should have 
solidified a story first and then went ahead with writing jokes actually because the story's whole, there's no story the characters are all over the place they can't decide if they want it to be a political satire or not they can't decide if they want steve Carell to be an idiot or or competent passionate guy like it just it was just bad and i, I just the worst part is it just the jokes just don't the jokes are just not funny at all period like i'm spoiled by watching really really good um, sitcoms, I guess. Maybe if I've never seen The Office, Parks and Rec, Community, 30 Rock, anything like that, maybe I would like it. But I've, unfortunately, I've seen all of those shows and I hate Space Force. Yeah, I mean, especially nowadays, you can't really meme like modern society. Like that's done enough. No. That's not it, that's not clever for doing on a TV show. Like, hey, look. That's uh, why I would have... He said boobs. If, that was an auto... Ha ha. <laughs> if it wasn't for like this podcast and whatnot, just the idea that the concept of the show is kind of like a bunch of celebrities, you know, low key poking fun at Trump. That would, I'd be like, sh- like be original, like please come up with something different. Like, Holy shit. Like what I, I've, I've seen that. Like that's, that's all there is now. Like I, that would turn me off immediately if it wasn't for me wanting to critique it a little bit. Like that's, I even just, like, that's just a horrible basis to start with. Usually, like you think they'd enjoy that. Like that's not an escape for them. That's just like more, the TV is supposed to be some, at least somewhat of an escape. It doesn't make it funnier. Like the entire no. nothing. It's not funnier at all, really. It makes it less fun even. Yeah, and I'm just used to it at this point. So it's just not even creative. We done? We done with that? Yeah, should we move on to the Epstein doc or do you want to talk about that at a different time? Um, I'm down to move on to it. All right, Epstein documentary. Uh, you want to give your opening thoughts first? What do you? What? How do you feel about that? Actually, I'd like to say one thing. Where oh, the fuck yeah, is please? Where the fuck is Ghislaine Maxwell? Like, uh, how has she just disappeared? How is she just not on the planet anymore? And how is no one looking for her? I will say, if I were her, I would attempt to disappear, for I, sure. I mean, she probably oh, has I would the resources. Do my, I would do everything in my power to disappear, and as she is doing. But like, why are she we not looking to the for Virgin her? Islands? Because he transferred like literally everything. Yeah, I mean, all his money's. All his money is wrapped up in the Virgin Islands right now. Probably being no remorse. cleaned. No remorse. He didn't even feel bad about it. He's like, no one's getting any money. There's so there's no one. They'll never have their day in court or anything. Oh, I mean, that's just that's fucked, dude. It just I like. I wanted to stop watching Space Force because it wasn't funny. I wanted to stop watching the Epstein documentary because it was making me really mad. I, agree. I just watched, I, Just Alex Acosta's face. First of all, just pisses me off. He's just a guy you look at and like, wow, like that guy sucks. And then all, and then he's just like. The, the trial starts within like 15 minutes of the, the biggest trial in American history. They're like sidebar with the judge, like with the United States attorney real quick. And then, Oh, case dismissed. It's over. Fuck. Like screw Alex Acosta. I hate that guy. Yeah. There is. It, it did. I, I thought it was like, I mean, it's decently well done. All these kind of like, it's like finding Neverland or um, right. what's the other one. Fuck. About who? About who? I can barely hear you. This, but he's peeing on little kids. Oh, uh, oh, one on Lifetime, Kelly, whatever R. Kelly. it was. R. Kelly. Yeah. I forget what I forget what the um. Oh, so it's just called Surviving R. Kelly. Yeah, but I this one like didn't really tell me anything new. Honestly, like I'd no, read that, a few articles and I knew the entire story pretty much. I I really what I what I wanted that I didn't get was I wanted a deep dive into how he came up with so much wealth, like how he got super super rich. the The crazy part is that they leave that as like no, uh, no one really knows. I know, and I, mean, I wanted a pot, he, he basically was like a modern, I mean, it's like a Wolf of Wall Street type thing where people eat that shit up. Like he just 
finessed his way into a high level finance job. Dude, he's legit. He 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 dropped out of school and became a professor <laughs> off of fake degrees. Like he is the ultimate finesser. And then I mean, he, that is go for it. You exclude everything else, and that's like such a wild story. But then, like it turned. I mean, obviously, he gets involved in a Ponzi scheme, which who knows if he's actually to blame for that. He probably, you know, maybe wasn't honestly. But and then he has a Ponzi scheme of his own, like with underage girls beneath that. Like I don't, I don't know. He is a. They. I felt they left that like his past too much of a myth because they mentioned his brother at one point, like randomly, and I didn't know. Like, how about get him on there? And I'm assuming none of them want to talk about him. But that would have made the documentary a lot better. Like take away don't leave him as this like guy who rose up out of nothing and all of a sudden all this stuff worked like let's actually understand what happened like because i'm i'd like to know yeah the past at least no that's definitely something i would really be interested in that i did that i didn't get was like how he made all the money in the first place <laughs> yeah especially nowadays that never when did they just leave it at that uh we're not really sure we'll just brush that off and that <laughs> I feel like the documentary did do a good job of giving some of the victims a voice. Um, as with the other documentaries that won awards. Um, Hold you on, actually I'm going to switch it. my headphones real quick because it's just barely hear you. Um, what I was talking about was um, I feel like the documentary did a pretty good job of giving some of the victims a voice. Um, you know, you, you think it did what happened. do a good job of that? Yeah, I think that was pretty much what they did best, actually. Yeah, it's... It is, it's just upsetting how many times he kind of slipped through any actual, like, this shit could have stopped a long time ago. It should have stopped a long time ago. Oh, it should have stopped. It should have stopped multiple times down the road so many times. That's why I was so frustrated. Obviously, you're pissed watching someone take advantage of younger women, but I'm just as angry at the fact that the system completely failed in this situation. And another thing, I really wanted to see things I wanted to understand most and I wanted to get out of this documentary, which I didn't get. How did he get so wealthy and the blackmail? Did he, was he, how was he blackmailing powerful people? Did he have videos of powerful people? How was he doing that? They touched on that a little bit, but they didn't get deep into that. And that I was, I really, really wanted them to go deeper into that. And I didn't get a lot of information on that. And I was disappointed. I think that's why a lot of people watch it. Cause I mean, this is a big deal. Everyone knew the baseline story. It feels like, yeah, they allude to some stuff that, it feels like it should be a trailer for the documentary. Like, Hey, like we're going to get into actually explaining this stuff. And like, in reality, it's just a, I mean, they make a shit ton of money. They do give the victims a voice, but it's like more upsetting than anything else. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I feel, I feel bad for them kind of too. I just, I feel, I wish it was more conclusive in the, like by the end of it. And I feel like there's, there are too many mysteries in our modern world for stuff that can be explained should be explained. Like, I feel like they can, they can, there's no way they can't dig down those routes. I mean, maybe the blackmail stuff is a little more iffy, I guess, but yeah, I, I wish they'd have dug down those routes, but also like, that's one thing. How, how much can you dig down those routes without releasing a conspiracy doc rather than an actual doc? Like for example, like I wanted them to talk about the possibilities of meddling with his death but like you, there's no concrete evidence for them to actually go on. So it's not like they can't just start talking out of their ass, like out of their asses and making shit up as a documentary, even though obviously I wish they would go deeper into some things. Um, I think they definitely could have gone deeper into the wealth and the blackmailing part, but like 
and I, I want I want them to go deeper into the how did he die part too, but that part's kind of difficult to really, really talk about extensively without some conspiracy. And you just can't make a documentary that's based on conspiracy theories for people on Twitter. But that is all the stuff that people are curious about. That's why his <clears throat> I mean, unfortunately, and I mo- but most people understand what he did and you know like obviously how fucked up that is but like i don't know if i would have watched that if i knew it was going to be a rehashing of all like that's it's just upsetting to watch and i feel like i feel bad that they i don't know just especially those first two girls you know who like vanity fair said it didn't pass their legal threshold or something so they wouldn't post the which is such an absurd i mean that's that's just crazy first off so that's literally how about a chance to be like a do some real journalism and stop something before and look what happened. I mean, seriously, that's partly to blame for him being able to get to that height where he had the ability. I don't, we don't know exactly how, but to black blackmail and influence, like, I mean, even their potentially large media organizations, wasn't there something on like the editor's lawn or there was something weird. Like, I don't know if it was like a dead animal or something, but. Oh Yeah. Um, well, that was, was early a, on though. Like that wasn't yeah. when, well, cause the, um, one of the first things the documentary was the vanity fair article and he was definitely threatening the editor in some ways. He was threatening everyone and everyone bowed, everyone bent a knee to it pretty much. I mean, the, 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 the system failed, the, the fourth estate failed, the government failed repeatedly in the process. I mean, dude, the, the, the deal that Acosta gave him, not only was he only in jail for eight months, he wasn't even in jail. He got let out at 8 a.m., had a check-in at 8 p.m. for So he, so he had a work release where he had to stay in his house, So, but he didn't even stay in his house. Like, there's just so many levels of, like, fail, 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 18 months. Not enough for a rapist, obviously. Work release shouldn't happen for a rapist, obviously. But the work release wasn't even effective. He literally did whatever he wanted, and no one did anything about it. So he wasn't even in prison, virtually. That's, I mean, yeah, even at the end still had a decent amount of influence, obviously. That's why a lot of people think he died. I mean. Yeah, because he had all the tapes. He's got all the tapes. He had the cameras in the walls watching Bill Clinton fucking banging 12-year-old girls. Hillary's not going to let him live through that. That's like whenever. That's like whenever. That's um, though that. Go ahead. It's it's like whenever uh, Bill gets accused of rape and Hillary absolutely hushes the victims of her husband's rapist that's just what this is on a maximum level how about the how about the 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 list of people like the documentary included like someone on the plane like you got um kevin spacey bill clinton prince andrew i feel like prince andrew is just one of the worst one of the woats one of just the worst people ever like he's definitely one of the main main perpetrators that guy (laughs) sucks like he did already by the way sucks (laughs) who's the um, who's a black more of an eye roll it's like of course of course you fucking piece of shit who was the what? Who was the black black comedian with him on the plane a, a lot? Um, I have no idea. Which do you remember which episode that was? Um, no, it's it's the it's the guy from Rush Hour. Oh, Chris Tucker. Yeah, Chris Tucker was one of their boys too. It was like the squad was like Kevin Spacey, Chris Tucker, Bill Clinton, the Lolita Express, Jeffrey Epstein, dude. dude like, I th- that blows my deep. mind. That that is just like deeper than that even. Oh, it definitely like, deeper think, than that. But if that's the if that's the surface level, just imagine not the surface, and like that's common knowledge. Just like how are they not being prosecuted? The system is failing in front of, in front of everyone's eyes. 
And what I just don't understand, like, how is that? I mean, maybe because it's so different, like these celebrities have everything. What's in, oh, I have this island and the, they're like, oh, that's a weird. Like, I just don't understand the uh, like mass appeal to all these rich people of that. And obviously, Epstein, like point. he's clearly he, he has to be super charismatic. And uh, I mean, make people feel good about themselves or something. I mean, he has talked his way into so many different things. He was friends with Alan Dershowitz. Like, I don't understand all these. Yeah high level intellectuals that you can't bullshit you can't be trump and walk in there and just how about the clip they were fascinated by him yeah well like i try to i'm trying to talk about epstein without saying positive things you know what i mean because he was obviously just a charismatic like beast of a person as far as like relationship and like communication like he was just incredible at that unfortunately maybe because maybe being a sociopath narcissist sociopath helps with that i'm sure it does but speaking of alan dershowitz how about the clip in the last episode whenever dershowitz was like i've never had sex with an underage girl even when i was underage um i dare her to come forward on this documentary and tell her i say that i had sex with her six or seven times and they 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 flipped to the girl and she's like i had sex with alan dershowitz dershowitz six or seven times it's like dude yeah, that's a. Have you don't don't follow him on Twitter if you if you don't already. Don't so I, went down I don't. When this all first happened, I started read. I was like reading about him because I was my mind Dershowitz was blown. Is like the, originally, the best defense lawyer in, in the history of the world, pretty much. Exactly, and my mind was blown. Just that I was like, how does this Epstein guy? Because once it came out, how does he, how does he have this connection with Dershowitz, who I already have heard of, who's like a legend and considered. I mean, honestly, yeah, one of the best lawyers ever. I'm like, what would be the appeal or connection there and i started reading about dershowitz and i went on his twitter and he's always like that he's always taking charge of any situation like he will never which obviously obviously that one i mean fuck that why would he it's just it's, it's like the up. last situation you want to take charge of there's got to be somebody that's why i just want to know i i'm craving more information on blackmailing powerful people with video evidence of them doing bad like, that's what i want to understand so bad that that's probably why he died why he quote unquote killed himself. Um, there's so much, there's just so much more to know about the, the things he was holding. I mean, like that was a thing. One of the biggest motifs of the whole thing was how he was too powerful to fail. And he even told the girls that he was raping. Like I, I, I won't get caught. Like I'm too powerful. There had to be some reason that, that wasn't just the fact that, Oh, Alan Dershowitz is my war- lawyer. No one's going to catch me. There was had to be more to to it than that. And I want to know more about the blackmailing so bad. This is just weird. All of this. I mean, first off, I think it's interesting that I mean, the new for, format is these type of documentaries. As usually, this would be like a bestseller on the newer. You know, it'd be a book, like an yeah. in-depth book about this. And now we have these like easy to digest documentaries in your face, which I think give advantages to ex- exploring these situations a lot more. Like it's nicer to hear the actual accounts from people that were involved in the situation probably than a book, but. It also, I don't know, it kind of takes away a little it bit. It does too. take away a little bit because um, you can't, I mean, a book, you can you can just annotate the sources. You can see directly where the information is coming from a lot of times and in documentaries, it's not necessarily like that, but it takes less time. It's easier to digest. But I mean, if there was a book that came out on just like, there was a, a couple hundred pages on Epstein blackmailing people or Epstein getting rich, like up two places where the documentary missed. I would read that book actually. Yeah. It'd probably just be conjecture though. If they, if they have nothing like no 
clear route to take there. Like they, I don't know, they probably couldn't even do that in a book, but just with everything going on right now, it's a lot of un like unsettling the ground that the people of power have walked on for a long time. Like there's, I'm sure there's been tons of shit like this going on forever. And in the past, it's almost been impossible to call someone out on sort of. Right. But it is weird when you watch how like this progressed, this the entire thing he was doing and you realize it like, hopefully in the future people will get called out on that because there were a lot of opportunities and stuff or i mean different scenarios where people could have stepped in he snuggles up to those police mm-hmm. down in what was that neighborhood what's that like super palm beach it's like almost yeah that's no, that's embarrassing <laughs> yeah but it's uh is it, it's, it's palm, no is it palm beach or is it palm i'm it's not palm sure something. it's in that area i think but it's i don't know palm i just remember that palm beach like that's that. right it's east eastern palm Eastern Palm Beach is just called Palm Beach. It's where all the rich people live. And then Western Palm Beach is like a normal area, not rich people. So he was like, he was like finessing girls from the poor places and taking them to East West Palm Beach. And it wasn't even like a genius operation. I mean, he was telling these, taking advantage of girls who don't already are, you know, they're still trying to find their identity. They're kids and they're, yeah. He's like, Hey, tell, and tell your friend, I'll pay if you bring your friends. Like, or yeah. something. I mean, that's just a, such a weird that's where that's where Ghislaine Maxwell was blowing my mind. I'm like, what, what what are you getting out of this? Like honestly, maybe she must have been into it. She must have been some sexually, in some turned on way about what was going on too. Because otherwise, there's just no reason for her to be doing that shit. Unless Epstein was blackmailing her too. Who knows? Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I'm sure she didn't mind being. I mean, they had a lot of money. Their lives yeah, were good, and there mm-hmm. could have been some, you know, more off about her too. But that is fucked for her to just be like oh if that's what you're into or if that's if either way i can't think of a scenario where she comes out clean in this it just makes me so mad that she's pleaded innocent to everything and that's just okay with our government you know, you know what i mean like like she's they just kind of they just accepted it yeah go like go into hiding no charges are coming against you we're not going to look for you have a nice life like that's bullshit that's such bullshit she was instrumental in a lot of it yeah because hopefully there's she- no she was well, the she first would. level. She was the first. A lot of times with the like the the a lot of the girls who were like upcoming artists who had serious potential. Like she was the reason. She was the only reason they signed on to the whole operation was her, which makes her extremely guilty. That that first girl had sold all her artwork at some showcase. Oh, that and made her me teacher, so yeah. pissed. That was messed up. Seriously, because if you're that girl, then you're you, honestly you're thinking like, oh, this could be a huge opportunity for me. Yeah. This is how life is. Maybe this is one of those once in a lifetime things. Well, they're like, hey, do you want to? That's a tough part, though. Is every we kind of bow down to people in power? Like you don't really. It's a tough situation when someone with power takes interest in you. It's an impossible situation when someone with billions of dollars says, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna fund your education across the ocean." And wherever, and just, you're gonna be great. You're gonna go to art school in fucking Spain. Like, what do you do? Say, no, no, thanks. I'm good. Like, no, you you obviously take that. And as a as a then, as a 16, 17, 18 year old girl, like you don't you don't stand a chance against against people like that. And then and her sister was in. I mean, her sister didn't tell the other sister about you know what had happened. Probably that was messed one, up. You're ashamed. I would feel horrible two, if I was her. Yeah, but two, you're really scared. I mean. And you realize what the situation you've gotten yourselves in. If I speak out against this, they will do everything they can to discredit not only me, but like my life, my family, make everything hard on me. So it goes from, oh, I can't just be in this purgatory of normal life anymore. Like I either have to go along with this or 
rail against it. And they did try to rail against it. I mean, they say sp- they spoke to someone like that. That just—I I wish it ended after episode one, honestly. Yeah, that's the—that's exactly what I talk about when I say the system failed. So they, they brought it to the FBI early on. I mean, early early two thousand. I mean, it was happening in the nineties. Yeah, it was happening in the two thousands. They brought it to the FBI early on, and the, they didn't do anything. That's that's the like the, that's like the first instance, instance of the system completely failing, and it failed fifteen times after that repeatedly. But you, what you yeah, said earlier is. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say we hold the FBI on this pedestal because they're the fucking FBI. But I mean, at the end of the day, it is humans, just another person making a decision. Off of me. Like it's so it's fucked. It's stuff yeah, but like that like can slip think, through the cracks. You'd like to think if the situation was an extremely rich and powerful person raping young women, that would be a priority. Not, not, not only would that be something you don't pass on, that would be something you prioritize. Like you'd hope, but, but whatever. Apparently, apparently I'm wrong. Which is concerning. They're not just the like country's p- strongest police force or anything. You know, they're they have their own wants and supposed needs, probably. Which is a bummer. And they're probably they half of them are probably on Epstein's payroll. Not half of them, but I mean, I'm sure there's some type of blackmail, coerced situation within the FBI too. Island Pass. It's like yep. fucking Disney World for all these rich people. Like, oh, this like is fucked up. But... Hop in the Lolita whenever you want. They're like, all right, dude. No. What were you going to say, though, before I took well, it in a completely different direction? Well, you mentioned earlier about how maybe in 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 modern time, and like in today's era, this might not get as far. Um, and I think that's an interesting point because this happened before camera phones and social media for the most part. And now I think there's a, le- there's a level of transparency that even people of his power have to go through because of everyone's screaming on the internet all the time. So I'd like to hope to think that yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of negative effects from social media, but hopefully that's one thing that might actually be good be a good thing because if people got wind of this, if people had Twitter, Twitter was popular in two thousand three, four, five, six when this was happening, and they they got light of it, it it would just it would be trending, and when something's trending, it can't be hidden. And hopefully, hopefully going forward, I that's think a good thing. We have a lot of progressive movements going on right now where we're trying to take away that corruption from like systems that have been in place basically forever right and hopefully that like i don't know mediums out almost from the because within the me too era there was so much there was a lot of good done obviously where a lot of Mm. people in power that should not have had the power they did and were wielding it like terribly they're doing terrible things got in trouble but then i mean it does it it went a little over the top where it was almost everyone trying to call out someone right something like some other celebrities trying to call out another one like hey like you you know you don't deserve your spot up here anymore or something Mm -hmm. so if that levels out then hopefully we get to like a spot where that you know that stuff can't go on regardless of what it is yeah and it might not level out but it's always gonna be a trade-off like there's always gonna be an overreaction but the fact that in the, the whole me too movement in the beginning, normal people had way more of a voice. It wasn't just the powerful people who had options in this situation. It was actually normal people who could weigh in. Um, so I think that's a good thing. And social media has kind of given power to that. But this, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's just it's going to be a weird. There will be some turmoil here because the world's going to not the world necessarily, but at least our country is going to. If things do change, a lot of people are going to be upset with that because they have an idea of how the world works and this is how it should be and this and that. It's like it's like uh, if you 
we talked about template movies at one time, but if you think you know what a movie is and you watch like an A24 movie, you watch like Midsummer or something and you're like, I thought this was going to be a horror movie. That was fucking stupid. Like it's because it's different than what right. you're used to. You're like, that's not, I've thought this my whole life. Why I can't change that now. There's no way they're right. Cause then that means I have to change who I am. Well, that's one thing with our generation will be better with that than the older generations. I think the older generations are way more stuck with their worldview. And right now I'm like, I don't even know how this shit works. Like I'm pretty malleable still. And I think it's going to be a completely different place when our generation is where the boomers are now. America is still run by baby boomers for the most part. I mean, honestly, and that's not going to be the same way forever. And I think the, 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 the gap in open-mindedness between our generation and them is immense. And it's going to be an actually different place when the Twitter mob actually runs actually in the Senate and in the House of Representatives. Yeah, which is wild. And not to say kind that of they're scary, representatives kind of, scary, but, of our you know. entire generation. I mean, right. there's plenty of people who maybe aren't tweeting that are going to do great things for our oh, country yeah, in no, the future. I, I but understand that. No, but I agree. That is weird that we're... We're going to be the last generation that can lie about our childhood, like childhoods, first off, because like our yep. phones came along like, what, like seventh grade. Like I can make up some stories there, but otherwise there will be documented, like I can show my kid a video of me in college. That's kind of freaky, honestly. Yeah, I know. So we take away this, these myths of people like where you have, I'm trying to think of someone like old enough to be a, like Frank Sinatra like is a, is a legend, maybe not quite old enough. But it's a, a lot of these are like passed down stories and then some minimal footage to connect stuff together. But that's going to be stripped away when in the future there is a documentation of every person like and almost where they end up being. That's why that's what I talk, that's what I mean when I talk about transparent. There's just going to be there's a whole nother level of transparency that's forced upon human beings now for better or worse, hopefully for better. Yeah, well, I mean, what's going on right now isn't working, obviously, so. <laughs> Oh, the social media is going to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> let's end on that. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Good talk. Goodbye, everybody. Face force. <laughs>